Hi guys, and welcome back to the Mystery and Comedy Old Time Radio Podcast. Please welcome back to the show to start off the month of October as we bring you Spooktober, Miss Murray Wilson and Kathy Lewis in the CBS comedy show, My Friend Irma. In this first episode, it is called Jane and Irma See a Ghost. One night, Jane and Irma are trying their best to get some well-deserved sleep. As Jane tries vigorously to get her roommate to be quiet, she and Irma unfortunately begin to talk. Then later on in the conversation, Jane asks Irma, Have you put out the note for the milkman? to not pick up any milk. Irma says no. Jane asks Irma politely to put the note in a milk bottle and put it out for the milkman. As Irma opens up the front door to put the empty glass bottle in the drink carrier for the milkman, She screams and shuts the door real fast and goes to hide under her bed. When all of a sudden Jane asks, what's wrong? Irma says she saw a ghost. So the girls are trying their very hardest to find out who the strange ghost is that they see every Tuesday night. When later on in the episode, Jane finds out who the real ghost is. It is their friend and neighbor, Mr. Martin, that lives just a few apartments down from them. And in the second episode, it is called Irma Gives Al the Rent Money. In this episode, Jane and Irma make a budget that Jane wants Irma to stick to, so she gives Irma the rent money to pay Mrs. O'Reilly, the landlady. But unfortunately, Irma gets caught up in one of her boyfriend's get-rich-quick schemes. Al comes in and tells Irma that she has an amazing opportunity to invest in a fighter. So, Irma does just that. Unbeknownst to Jane, she gives Al the rent money. Irma thinks that if she gives Al the rent money, that he can invest it in this boxer and they can be wealthy. But later on in the episode, Irma is acting very nervous when Jane asks her what's wrong. She says nothing. Nothing's wrong. But later on in the episode, Mrs. O'Reilly comes to collect the rent money. But earlier during that day, Jane's boss and boyfriend, Mr. Richard Rylander, came to pick up Jane and take her out to see a movie. And he unfortunately left his wallet behind, which Mrs. O'Reilly sees on the table. 
So Irma is trying frantically to have Mrs. O'Reilly not go through Mr. Richard Ranglander's wallet. So Mrs. O'Reilly tells Irma that it'll be okay as long as Al comes back with 50 bucks, you'll be okay. So Irma is nervously waiting for Al to come back. And that title of that episode is called Al Irma Gives Al the Rent Money. I hope you guys enjoy Miss Murray Wilson and Kathy Lewis with Hans Conrad as Professor Kropotkin, Life Erickson as Richard, Gloria Gordon as Mrs. O'Reilly, and Mr. John Brown as Al in the CBS comedy show My Friend Irma. If you like the show, please comment and subscribe, guys, and enjoy the show. Thanks. My Friend Irma, created by Cy Howard, transcribed from Hollywood, and starring Marie Wilson as Irma and Kathy Lewis as Jane. Turn out the light and go to bed. All right. Gee, it's so dark. What makes darkness? Well, I don't know, honey. It's simple. Darkness is caused by the fact that all the light has gone out. Oh, I see. Then lightness is caused by the fact that all darkness has gone out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Go to sleep, will you, honey? Okay. One, two, three, four. One. Two, three, four. What are you doing? I'm counting fellows so I can fall asleep. <laughs> You're supposed to count sheep. You go to sleep the way you want to, I'll go to sleep the way I want to. <laughs> okay, suit yourself. Jane. What is it, Irma? What side do you generally sleep on? Oh, I don't know. I guess uh, I guess I sleep on my back. I usually sleep on my right side. You see, my office is downtown. When I get up in the morning, I like to start off in the right direction. <laughs> for Pete's sake, will you cut it out? By the way, did you leave a note for the milkman? Note? Yeah, I tell him not to leave any more milk this week. He left four quarts the last time. I know that was my fault. I asked him to. What for? Well, I was going to take a milk bath. <laughs> It's supposed to be very good for the complexion, but when I read what milk does, I changed my mind. What was it you read? That milk has calcium and builds strong bones. So? I don't want to have bony skin. Irma! <laughs> Will you put the note in the milk bottle out in the hall? Yes, Jane. <laughs> Irma, what's the matter? Get out from under that bed. No, there's a ghost running through the hall. A ghost? What are you talking about? I tell you, I saw him, Jane. A real, live, dead ghost. <laughs> Irma, will you stop imagining things? No, no, Jenny. I saw it. A real ghost. Oh, Jenny, I'm scared. What are we going to do? Well, personally, I never believed in ghosts. They've been scientifically proven to be non-existent. Well, then what are you doing here under the bed with me? <laughs> so I'm not the scientific type. 
Irma, was 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 this ghost, this particular ghost, wearing wearing a long white sheet? Yeah. How did you know? Well, I might as well tell you. Come on, let's get out from under the bed. Okay. I saw the same ghost running down the halls last Tuesday. You did? Yeah, I thought I might be imagining things, so I didn't say anything. Well, Jane, this is Tuesday. I know it is. You saw him last Tuesday? Yeah. Well, maybe he only haunts on Tuesdays. You know, a union ghost. <laughs> what can we do if he comes in here? Well, the closest thing is the dumbwaiter. We can get out through there. But it's down in the basement. The time comes, I'm not going to worry about details. You know this whole thing is ridiculous, Irma. I'm sure it's just our imagination, and I am positively not going to be frightened by any more of this. Jane, I wish you'd get under your own bed this time. Irma, I, I'm terrified. Someone is knocking on the door. Do you think it might be? I don't know. I'm going to find out. You there, knocking on the door. Are you a ghost? No, but the way I live, I wish I was dead. Oh, it's the maestro. Irma, slip into your robe. Okay. Just a second, maestro. Hello, girl. Oh, gosh, are we happy to see you. W what are you doing up at this hour? Indigestion. Mrs. O'Reilly made dinner for me. <laughs> but I thought you ate it at home tonight. I did. This is from last week. Oh. <laughs> Girls, I I've never seen you so pale. What's that makeup on your face? A cold cream? No, ghost cream. Ghost cream? Oh. Maestro, I know this must sound idiotic to you, but Irma and I have both seen a ghost running down the hall. You have? Yes. Make room for another idiot. <laughs> you mean? Yeah, yeah, I saw it two weeks ago on Tuesday night. What did you do? Well, being I am a man, there was only one thing I could do. I fainted. <laughs> so what are we going to do about this? Why don't we call up the exterminating company and tell them to come here and spray? Irma. Personally, I can't see why any self-respecting ghost would want to haunt this place. Cemeteries are much more livable. I think we should tell Mrs. O'Reilly. Oh, Irma, we can't do that. But, but, but that'll get rid of the ghost. How? Well, you know she doesn't allow people in here unless they sign the lease. Oh. <laughs> that is the one thing we can't do, tell her. I think we ought to wait and then... There it is, the ghost again. Everybody be still. You ghost! It is not a ghost. It's an old vampire bat. <laughs> Allison, not a word about this to Mrs. O'Reilly because she may not believe us and she'll think we're just trying to defame her building and she'll throw us out. Yeah, you got a, a point there because come to think of it, if the ghost was a man, she would have caught him a long time ago. <laughs> remember now. No one tell her, and that means you, Irma. Oh, you can count on me, Jane. I know how to play dumb. <laughs> Come in, Miss O'Reilly. Hello, girls. Is everything all right? I heard a commotion up here. Oh, everything's fine, Miss O'Reilly. I'm sure you couldn't find a ghost around here for miles. Oh, swell. Ghost? <laughs> uh, uh, you should excuse Irma, Mrs. O'Reilly, seeing you with your hair in curlers, your face without makeup. She thought maybe you were getting ready to haunt a house. Oh, glory be, I forgot all about me appearance. I must look a mess. Well, I wouldn't say a mess. But give me time, I'll think of the word. <laughs> I, I, I know, I know, disaster. I thank you to keep your insults to yourself. Girls, why you look so pale? Uh... 
uh, we saw a mouse. Yeah, about six feet tall, wearing a white sheet. <laughs> yeah, you girls don't make sense. And, Maestro, what are you doing here at this hour? Neville, I, I, I walk in my sleep. How come? If you had the mattress I have, you'd do a lot of walking. Fairly, <laughs> Miss O'Reilly, there's nothing wrong. And what Irma said about ghosts is ridiculous. Isn't it, Irma? I'm not spooking until I'm spooking to. <laughs> Go on, Mrs. O'Reilly. Go back to bed. You need your beauty sleep. Offhand, about 60 years. <laughs> now, just for that, I insist you walk me down to me door. <laughs> you know, I'm afraid of the dark. Someone might try to carry me off. Not if he's carrying a flashlight. <laughs> the drawer a road map. Now, come on, get in bed and let's forget this whole thing. All honey. right. I'll turn out the light. <sighs> Good night, Cookie. Good night, Jane. Jane. <laughs> yes? What does a ghost really look like? I don't know, honey. The ones I've seen pictures of are all bones. Maybe we ought to get a dog. Irma. <laughs> <laughs> Will you please go to sleep? All right. Good night, Jane. Good night. Jane, do you hear that? Yes. Oh, Irma, now, I, I'm really terrified. It, it can't be Mrs. O'Reilly. No. It can't be the maestro, and we're in bed. Gee, it must be some unearthly creature. I'll find out. Who's at the door? Chicken, it's me. Al. You're right, Irma. <laughs> it's some unearthly creature, but let him in. Oh, all right. Uh, just a second, Al. I'm putting my robe on. Hiya, chicken. Oh, hell, you don't know how glad we are to see you. I saw the light on in your window and was just on my way home from work. I thought the pool room closed at nine. <laughs> but sit down, Al. Sit down and make yourself at home. Me? Hey, how come you're treating me so royal? Oh, it's nothing. It's just nothing. I really like you, Al. You do? Hey, most of the times you imply that I'm obnoxious. Well, that's only during the week. <laughs> on Tuesdays, you're lovely. Well, you're a brave man, aren't you? Well, you know my wall record, chicken. Had the biggest victory garden on the block. <laughs> what we're trying to say is nothing terrifies you, does it? Uh, nothing in the world. What? Having trouble? Yes, Al. Well, then I'm your man. Now, uh, just who is this guy that's been causing the trouble? Well, he isn't exactly a man. Uh, it's, it's hard to describe. Well, who is he? Or is it a she? I don't think so. A kid? Well... Go I... on, tell me. I don't care if it's a dame or a kid. I ain't afraid of either of them. <laughs> See, I told you he's as brave as they come. Oh, come on, chicken, tell me. How much does this bum weigh? Practically nothing. I'll murder him. <laughs> oh, well, you're wonderful. Come on, Jane, we can sleep in peace. When that ghost comes back, my owl will take care of it. <laughs> Won't you, Al? Your hero just went. Huh? Yeah. He was as brave as they come, and as they come, he went. <laughs> come on, Irma. We've got to pull ourselves together. If we don't get some sleep, we won't be able to get up for work. Come on, honey. All right, Jane. Wait a minute. I'll be right back. Where are you going? Jane, I'll only be a minute. Irma? Irma, get back in bed. I'm scared. Irma? There. Now that ghost won't 
dare come near us. Why? What did you do? I just put a sign on the door. Measles. <laughs> Miss Peterson. Miss Peterson. <sighs> Miss Peterson. Yes, Mr. Clark. Will you please stop yawning? It frightens me. Why? Your mouth is open, and I'm afraid you're going to talk. <laughs> Take this letter, please. All right, Mr. Clark. I'm ready, and I'm wide awake. Good, good. To uh, Mr. John Schwartz, President, Stag Proof Zipper Company, New York City, New York. You can't write with a nail pile. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. What's the matter with you, Miss Peterson? Mr. Clyde, have you ever had a sleepless night? Yes, right after the morning I hired you. <laughs> no, seriously, Jay and I were up all last night. I saw a ghost. A ghost? Yes, I think the apartment we live in is haunted. Well, my dear girl, you have no problem. If you want to get rid of that ghost, it's simple. Oh. Talk to him for a while. He'll leave. <laughs> I know many times after talking to you, I've wanted to leave this earth. Oh, no, Mr. Clyde, this is serious. I'm not getting any sleep, and I, I just don't have any vitality. In other words, when I get here, I'm not all there. <laughs> you can be anywhere, and you're not all there. <laughs> of all the silly, preposterous stories, seeing a ghost. Well, I did. I saw him Tuesday night. And Jane saw him last Tuesday night? Hey, and the maestro saw him the Tuesday night before that. Miss Peterson, there is no such thing as a ghost. It's just an apparition. Oh, that's ridiculous. Not one of us ever had surgery. <laughs> <laughs> what is more, I think... I think... Hmm. How do you like that? She's fallen asleep. Huh? Miss Peterson. Miss Peterson. Look, I don't want to be a hard-hearted boss, Miss Peterson, but... Uh, are you sure you saw a ghost? Positive. He was running down the hall. Fast? Oh, real fast. Well, he sounds happier than you. You go home and send him here to work. <laughs> You're not going to help me, Mr. Clyde? Help you? I want to tell you something, Miss Peterson. I'm running a law office, and if you do not come to work with all your faculties, as limited as they are, I'm going to replace you, because right now you're non-compassmentous, incoherent, lackadaisical, and completely dispensable. I am? Positively. Mr. Clyde, would you please put that in writing? Why? I might want a reference for my next boss. Get out of here! Is that you, sweetie? Hello, Jane. What's the matter, Cookie? Trouble in the office? Jane, we've got to do something. Mr. Clyde says that if I don't get enough sleep at home, he's going to fire me. But he gave me a very nice reference. He did? Yes, he said I was non compass menace, and if I remember my French, that means right in the ball. Oh. <laughs> Honey, I've got a headache. Take it easy, will you? Were you sleepy at the office? Sleepy? Mm. I drank so much black coffee that I've developed a Brazilian accent. <laughs> you know, this is dreadful, Irma. Let's get to bed early and get a good night's sleep. All right, Jane. What are you doing? Well, I'm hanging the sheet over the clothes tree. If the ghost comes, he'll see we've already been haunted. Miss Peterson, this is Thursday, and you're still asleep at your desk. Don't tell me you saw the ghost last night. No, but we were awake all night waiting for him to show up. <gasps> Miss Peterson, this is Friday, the third morning I found you sleeping on the job. 
Oh, Mr. Clyde, I'm so dopey. That is the understatement of the year. <laughs> Miss Peterson, this is Tuesday morning. Well, tonight is the night. Oh, Mr. Clyde, what shall I do if I see him running down the hall again? Just take him by the hand and ask him to lead you to the unemployment office. You're fired. <laughs> What's wrong? I've been fired. Oh, that's terrible. How are we going to get along? What do you mean? I've been fired, too. Rather, I, I told Richard I just couldn't go on taking a salary and coming to work every morning half asleep. Irma, do you know that the time has come for action? We'll just have to tell Mrs. O'Reilly the truth and move. And when we get back to normal, I'm sure we can get our jobs back. Uh, come in. Uh, it's me, me again, Maestro Wandigan. Well, girls, it's Tuesday night again. I... I, I thought maybe you'd like to go for a little walk. Walk? Where to? Boston. We can be back tomorrow. <laughs> no, no, Maestro, no. We, we, we have decided to face the issue. We're going to tell Mrs. O'Reilly we think the place is haunted and we're moving. Oh, no, girls. You, you, you can't move. It'll break my heart. Well, we can't sleep. Can you? Well, yeah, but only because I keep telling myself the ghost is much better off than I am. What do you mean? When I saw him, he was wearing a clean white sheet. I should only get such service. Well, we've had all we can take, and I'm calling Mrs. O'Reilly. Mrs. O'Reilly, will you please come up here? Who's doing all that yelling? Oh, gee, I'm sorry, Mrs. Martin. Did I wake the baby? No, but please be quiet. I'll be right up, Janie. Please. Now, Irma, I'll do the talking. Okay. What has my life come to that you girls are going to leave? Yet, how can I stop you? I saw the ghost with my own eyes. If I could only figure out who it was that was coming back to haunt me. It couldn't be my school teacher. The day I graduated, she said she never wanted to see me again. Irma. <laughs> be still. yoo It's me, Mrs. O'Reilly. Come in. Hello, girls. Maestro. Greetings. What's the trouble, Janie, darling? Uh, well, uh... Uh, Mrs. O'Reilly, I don't know how to begin this, but... Uh, Mrs. O'Reilly, we want the truth. Have you rented out one of your apartments to a person who is not living? What? <laughs> no, they're all living. A couple of them are deadbeats, but they're still alive. <laughs> Look, what, what we're trying to say, Mrs. O'Reilly, is that... Well, I, I mean, I, I know that this sounds unbelievable, but every Tuesday night, a ghost in a white sheet has been roaming the hall. Glory be, are you sure? You can ask the maestro. He's seen him, too. That's right. That's right, Mrs. O'Reilly. Probably someone who died over a thousand years ago. He keeps coming back to find out what keeps you going. <laughs> oh, shut up. Uh, I hate to say this, Mrs. O'Reilly, but, but Irma and I haven't slept a wink since it happened. We're going to have to find another place to live. A ghost in my building? <gasps> Glory be, I believe I know who it is. You do? Yes. It must be my late husband, Clancy. The poor man probably misses me. I thought that's why he went to the first place to get away from you. <laughs> Bite your tongue. My poor dear Clancy worshipped me. 
He practically threw himself at my feet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, this could only be because he wanted to escape and he thought they were boats. <laughs> now listen here, you. Now, please, this is no time to argue. You have to do something about this. I'm convinced it's Clancy, and there's only one way to handle the situation. How? If I could get through to him. You know, hold a seance and explain to him that he's frightening the tenants. Seance? I've heard of red ants and picnic ants, but sea ants, do they swim? Irma. <laughs> now, Janie, if you'll put out the lights, we can all sit around the table holding hands so I can make contact with the spirits. Miss O'Reilly, let's have no drinking at this hour. Cookies. <laughs> Mrs. O'Reilly, don't you think it's just a little ridiculous? Janie, I know what I'm doing. Turn out the lights. All right. Fine. Now that we are in complete darkness, everybody hold hands. All right, but I warn you, if you're using this as an excuse to get fresh, I'll leave. <laughs> Be still. Now, everyone concentrate. I'll try to make contact with Clancy. Clancy? Oh, Clancy, way out there. Yoo-hoo, Clancy. This is Kathleen. Remember me? Dimple? Am I coming in stronger? Try channel two. Be still. Clancy! Oh, cousin, this is your little Cubie doll. Who now looks like a baseball has been thrown at her? Maestro. Oh, Clancy! Come to us, Clancy! Isn't he polite? He's knocking before he comes in. Come in, Clancy! Hey, folks. Hey, why are you all sitting around the table? There ain't no food on it. Well, Miss O'Reilly's holding a siesta. Seance. <laughs> Seance, what for? I'm trying to get through to my late husband Clancy so he'll stop haunting the building. Now, just sit down and hold hands with the person next to you. Put out the lights, please. Okay. Now, concentrate, everyone. Clancy? Clancy? I'm calling you out there in the spirit world. Ah, I think I'm getting something. Oh, I see a small light in the distance. It's the one in the refrigerator. Al, will you please sit down? Okay. <laughs> like he's running away. He must have seen you. Somebody, somebody quick. Quick, go to the door and see if he's there. Oh, not bad. Hey, Please. Hey, I'll go. Hey, I bet it worked. You bet what worked? I, I put carpet tacks in the hall. Carpet tacks? Wait a minute. I'll be back. Yeah, where is she going? I don't know. Mrs. O'Reilly, the seance is over. You can let go of my hand. What's the hurry? I want to talk to a few more ghosts I know. <laughs> Well, Jane, what's the news? Did you see the ghost? Yeah, I saw him. Well, where is he? <laughs> you, Jane, Jane, what are you laughing at? Mrs. Martin has him by the ear. The ghost? <laughs> yeah. Jane, will you please explain? Every Tuesday night, Mr. Martin has a poker game, and so he can't sneak out to meet the boys. Mrs. Martin hides his clothes, or he runs down the hall in a sheet. <laughs> Thank you.
the poker-playing ghost, thanks to Irma and her carpet tax. As for Irma and I, we've our jobs back, and we're sleeping well again, thank you. And as for Irma, she is, uh... Al! Al! Al, can you hear me out there? Please, come back to me! Irma, are you holding a seance? No, our phone's out of order. I'm trying to get Al's attention down in the pool room. <laughs> Well, speaking of pool rooms, if you'll all excuse me, I'll just curl up in the side pocket just to get away from my friend, Irma. My friend Irma came to you through the worldwide facilities of the United States Armed Forces Radio and Television Service. Columbia Broadcasting System presents a new comedy. My friend Irma. Starring Marie Wilson as Irma and Kathy Lewis as Jane with John Brown as Al. Friendship, friendship, just a perfect friendship. When other friendships have been forgotten, theirs will still be hot. been around all through the ages. Like measles. Measles you can get rid of, but not my friend Irma. Do you know something? I never want to get rid of Irma because I sincerely love that girl. So I'm going to continue to live with her through thick and thin, although at times it's trying. I take, for example, when I was trying to straighten out our finances and fix up a budget for us. Naturally, I had to ask Irma a few simple questions. So I said, Irma, honey, how much money did you save last January? None. Well, that's silly. You worked all month. How come? I bought a fur trim coat. Well, how about February? I was still paying for the coat. In March? I didn't pay for the coat in March. April? In April, I paid a lawyer for getting me out of trouble for not paying for the coat in March. 
<laughs> now, honey, please be serious. We've got to work on a budget so that we won't be in the position we were in last year of having to use up all our savings in order to pay our taxes. Jane, we won't have to pay taxes this year. Why not? Because my boyfriend Al says income tax is a fad and it's sure to blow over. <laughs> Al said that? Yes, and that's why he's not going to pay any this year. Instead, he's going to use the money to buy himself a new suit. Irma, I've got news for you. If Al doesn't pay his taxes, the government will supply him with a new suit. <laughs> with stripes. Well, I hope there'll be pinstripes. Al looks so cute in them. <laughs> well, honey, you forget, Al. You know, there are other guys in this world besides Al. Oh, I know, Jane. And one of the boys at the office sort of has an eye on me. Really? Uh, so I told him I like him, but my heart belongs to Al. But that didn't discourage him. Why not? He said he loved me for my mind. <laughs> Believe me, Al's got a better deal. <laughs> now listen, Irma, my boss Richard Rhinelander's coming over later to take me out, so let me get together the rent money to pay Mrs. O'Reilly, the landlady. Huh? Now, what have we got in our cookie jar? Three graham crackers and 32 cents. <laughs> oh, well, I guess it must be in the sugar bowl. Yeah, here it is, 10, 20, 30, and I'll take $10 from my purse and $10 from your purse, and that'll be an even $50 to pay the rent with. And that's all the money we have in the world. Jane, why must we take all our money and give it to Mrs. O'Reilly? Well, because she's our landlady and she happens to own the building. Well, if she already owns the building, what does she need our money for? <laughs> she needs it for overhead. Well, it's a good thing to need it for. Our ceiling's been leaking for months. <laughs> well, any way you look at it, we have to give her the money. Now, look, honey, if she comes up and I happen to be busy dressing, you know, you pay her the $50 and be sure to get a receipt. You think you can handle that? Certainly, Jane. What do you think I am? Dumb? <laughs> Irma, I'm kind of sorry you asked me that. <laughs> Why? I might have to answer it. <laughs> Jane, do you hear someone knocking? Yes. Yes, let's open the door. It might be someone we'd like to know. Oh, no, we've got all the friends we need. <laughs> oh, well, what's the use? Come in. Hiya, chicken. Hello, Janie. Oh, look, Jane, it's Al. Yes, I know. The change purse in my pocketbook is quivering. <laughs> you know, Jane, it's lucky for you I'm not sensitive. Or I wouldn't let you in on this big deal I got going. Before you tell me about any new big deal, genius, what happened to the money we gave you to help finance that new washing machine invention? Oh, that's going to be the biggest thing in the country. Do you realize it dries clothes, presses them, and sews buttons on shirts? What about washing the shirts? When we solved that, we got the whole problem licked. <laughs> Al, have you ever wondered why I keep picking on you? No, Janie. But now that you brought it up, why do you? Well, I, I sort of got a theory that everybody in this world should have some kind of steady employment. That seems strange to you? Oh, I believe in it myself. That's why you are now looking at the manager of the next heavyweight champion of the world. Who is he, Al? Tiger McGurk. Girls, I'm telling you, the minute I laid eyes on the tiger, I knew he was a champ. You see, I'm in this tavern over on 3rd Avenue, see? And I noticed the tiger working there serving drinks. Well, suddenly there was a commotion because some no-good phony wouldn't pay for his beer. And the tiger rushed in and threw the bum out on the sidewalk. Gee, Al, did he hurt you? <laughs> Now, girls, I can enter Tiger McGurk at the Elks Club in the preliminaries. And all I need is a little capital. Goodbye, Al. Your story has touched me. But you won't. 
Oh, look, Jane, honey, am I the type of a guy... I don't know what you're going to say, but you're the type. But why are we standing here gabbing? By an odd coincidence, I just happen to have the tiger right outside. I'll have him in, and you can look him over yourself. Oh, now, just a minute, Al. We don't want any prize fighters in here. This is not an annex of Stillman's gym. Oh, he won't bother you. He'll just come in and walk around quietly on his heels. Sure, Jane. Let him come in. You're making a mole out of a groundhog. <laughs> okay, you will now meet the one and only Tiger McGurk. I'll just whistle. The answer's that. His name ought to be Lassie McGurk. You call me boss, I'll run all the way up the steps. <laughs> Girls, this is the tiger. The tiger? From the pouch on him, he looks more like a kangaroo. I'm pleased to make your acquaintance, Mr. Tiger. Well, thanks, lady. Hey, boss, I'm hungry. I told you, you mustn't eat before the fight. Yeah, but three days before? Jane, I think he's cute. And I think we've seen enough. Al, will you please tell the tiger to peddle his muscles elsewhere? Oh, now, wait a minute, Jane. He's just getting started. Tiger... Would you like to skip a little rope for the girl? Okay, boy. Oh, I'll take my nylons off the clothesline, Mr. Tiger, and you can use that. No, Irma, no. Mr. McGurk, please, this is not the place to... No, no, you're, you're shaking the whole building. Get a load of that floor. No, please, uh, Mrs. O'Reilly, our landlady... Please. Mrs. O'Reilly, our landlady, lives downstairs. You'll crack her ceiling. Well, stop it! Okay. Heaven's going on up there. Oh, dear. We're, we're, we're sorry we disturbed you, Mrs. O'Reilly. Disturbed was it now? You realize the ceiling just came down, plastered and all on me poor husband. Oh, dear. Was he hurt? No, but it's the first time he's ever been plastered on the outside. <laughs> well, we, we won't let it happen again, Mrs. O'Reilly. Well, you'd better not. Now, stop your morning, dearie. I'll be digging you out in a minute. Girls, today's the first of the month. I'll be up for me rent later. Oh, we've got it for you, Mrs. O'Reilly. Al, will you and Tiger McGurk please get lost? Uh, Tiger, go down and run around the block a couple of times. I want to talk to the girls. Private. Gotcha, boss. Well, so long, lady. See you later. Uh, Good luck tonight, champ. Bye. Well, girls, what do you say? You want to back the tiger and hop on the bandwagon? No, I think we'll hitchhike and stay honest. Okay, you had your chance. I withdraw my offer. It's accepted. Irma, sweetie, I'm going to go down to the drugstore to buy some of that special perfume that Richard likes, you know. And now, if Mrs. O'Reilly comes up while I'm gone, here's the $50 rent money for her, and you'll be sure to get a receipt. You think you can handle it? Certainly, Jane. Uh, Jane? Yes? Uh, why don't we give Al the money for the tiger? He looks like a sure thing to me. Oh, honey, we just made out a budget which leaves no surplus for stray fighters that Al manages. Yes, but, Jane, what if he turns out to be another John L. Dempsey? <laughs> Irma, are you really dumb or are you just acting stupid? I've got you over a barrel, haven't I? <laughs> Why, oh, why did I ever leave Wyoming? <laughs> Wyoming? <laughs> Isn't that silly? You know, Jane told me she was born in West Dakota. <laughs> oh, honey, I'm awful sorry. I, I really did my best. I know, chicken, but that's just me. Hard luck, Al. Here I got a chance to clean up on the tiger, and I can't get a break. 
Gee, Al, I wish there was something I could do. Ah, oh, you tried your best, kid. But you know, Irma, I don't really care about the money for myself. It's you I was thinking about. Gee, Al, you're so sweet. You see, I figured that if the tiger could win a couple of fights, it might be possible for you and I to walk down that middle aisle. Together? If you want it that way. <laughs> but, Chicken, since we couldn't persuade Jane to give me the money, I, I can't enter the tiger in the fight tonight. So I guess we'll have to postpone our marriage for about ten years. Oh, gee, Al, I wish I had some extra money. You see, the only money I've got is this $50 rent money, but I've got to give it to that Mrs. O'Reilly. Oh, I'm so sorry, Al. Don't let it bother you, kid. I understand. You know, Irma, that's just one of life's funny twists. Here you are giving $50 to a dame who's got a house and don't need the dough, and here $50 would solve all of our problems and make all our dreams come true. Al, I, I have an idea. If I took the $50 Jane gave me and gave it to Mrs. O'Reilly and gave it to... No, thanks, chicken. I, I couldn't take it. But keep talking. Well, don't you see, Al? If the tiger's such a cinch to win, you could return the money right after the fight. I'd pay our rent and Jane won't have to know anything about it. Here, Al, honey, take the money. No, no, kid. You might get in trouble with Jane. Oh, she'll never know. Take it, Al. Okay, Irma. Gee, you're wonderful. And believe me, you'll never lose by this. Oh, I know, Al. I've got confidence in you. But just tell me one thing. Is the tiger really a great fighter? Chicken, why do you think Joe Lewis took up golf? <laughs> and now it's the Sportsman's Quartet with Lud Luskin and his orchestra and their own special arrangement of Nellie Bly. Sing for you the sweetest melody, oh Nelly, won't you listen while I sing to thee? Nelly, bye, Nelly, bye, bring the broom along. We'll sweep the kitchen clean, my dear, and have a little song. Oh Nelly, has a voice like a turtle dove, and when she sings so pretty, like my heart just rips with love. Trip, 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 hi, hi, Nelly, ho, ho, Nelly, listen, lady, love to me, to me. I budget and paying our rent, I felt pretty secure. Just to play safe, I said, Irma, honey, did you take care of the rent money? Yes, Jane, I took care of it. <laughs> so, financially, I was sailing on a cloud. And romantically, I was higher than a cloud because tonight, 
Tonight I was going to go out with my dream man, Richard Rhinelander. He was due in a few minutes, so I decided to fill up the time by doing a little daydreaming, which appeals to me because it's the one thing that Irma can't complicate. <laughs> now I'm dreaming that I'm Mrs. Richard Rhinelander III, and we're honeymooning on the beautiful French Riviera. Soft light, dreamy music. As we walk along under the stars, Richard takes me in his arms and says... Jane, should I empty the garbage now? <laughs> That's Irma, jerking me back to reality. You know, I'm not even safe from that girl in a dream. Irma, what is it you want to know? Well, should I empty the garbage now? Irma, do you realize that I have just left the Riviera to talk to you? The Riviera? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, it was wonderful. Wouldn't you like to take a trip around the world? Oh, no, Jane. There's too many other places I'd like to see first. <laughs> well, we started tidying up the apartment for Richard, and while I was busy sweeping the dust from under the rug where Irma had swept it... I noticed that Irma was vacuuming in the hall. I said, Irma, why are you vacuuming in the hall? And she said, Well, I've finished in the apartment and the dust bag isn't full yet. <laughs> you know, it's amazing that a vacuum cleaner, which in most people's hands is merely a household gadget, in Irma's hands becomes a deadly weapon. <laughs> Jane? Yeah? I've got everything fixed up real nice for Richard's arrival... I put candy in the candy bowl. I put cologne on the paper flowers so they'd smell nice. And uh, I've done something especially for you. You did? What? I loosened the bulb in the lamp. Why? <laughs> so that when you and Richard are sitting on the couch, all you have to do is nudge it with your elbow and the light will go out. <laughs> oh, listen, honey. I appreciate what you're trying to do for Richard and me, but, sweetie, if you really want to do me a favor, please be careful what you say to him, huh? I will. You know, he, he'll be real proud that I managed to fix up a budget for us because Richard, even though he's a millionaire, he believes in things like uh, a penny saved is a penny earned. That's cute. I know one, too. Early to bed and early to rise makes me healthy, wealthy, and sleepy. Now, you give one. <laughs> Irma, I'm not playing games. I'm merely giving quotations that Richard and his father believe in. Uh, business principles like... Uh, Never put off until tomorrow what you can do today. Well, that's where they're wrong. I always put off until tomorrow what should be done today. You do? Yeah, I make a lot of overtime that way. <laughs> well, don't let Richard hear you say that, huh? He might not understand. Oh, oh, excuse me. All right, Jane. What's the matter with you, Irma? What are you so nervous about? Oh, I'm not nervous. Just wish I would telephone and tell me if the tiger won. Oh, who cares if he wins or loses? We didn't invest any money in him. Well, I feel almost as if we had. <laughs> oh, you wanted to, didn't you? But I wouldn't let you. <laughs> Imagine, Al. Imagine him trying to line up a sucker to back that broken-down fighter. Isn't that silly? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you needn't get hysterical. It's not the most attractive side of you, you know. Gee, I'm as nervous as a cat about to have puppies. <laughs> Take it easy, honey. We haven't got a worry in the world. Yeah, you haven't a worry in the world. Jane. Yeah? Even though there's nothing to worry about, promise me we'll always be friends. Oh, honey. Sure we will. 
I, I may be stern with you at times, and I just hate myself for it, honest, but believe me, there's nothing that can ever break up our friendship. Don't worry, I'll think of something. <laughs> Come in. Hello, Richard. Oh, hello, Jane. Irma, nice seeing you. Won't you sit down, Richard? Oh, thank you, Jane. Well, now, what have you girls been doing with yourself? Oh, well, I've just finished putting Irma and me on a budget. Splendid. Splendid. I think being on a budget is a smart economical move. I admire you, Jane, for having such a well-developed sense of financial responsibility. Few girls have. Thank you, Richard. Yes, Dad and I have often discussed financial discipline at our board meetings. We feel that paying one's bills, taxes, or otherwise can help to combat inflation. Yes, indeed. You know the new fiscal year of 1947 has a great potential in the direction of economic upheaval. Unless consumer goods stabilize the country, will have to be continued on page 19. <laughs> What is that? I don't know. I never turned to page 19. <laughs> well, it's, it's getting late, isn't it? Isn't it? I think I'll get my hat and then we'll be off, Richard. Oh, fine, Jane. Well, Irma, you seem a bit preoccupied tonight. Well, I, I'm worried about Al and Tiger McGurk. Al should have phoned by now. Al? Yes, you remember Al, my boyfriend? Well, he's managing a fighter and there's a fight tonight and, well, a, a lot depends on it. Well, I must say that Al of yours is a very enterprising young man. Oh, sure. Last year he had a racehorse. Is that so? Yes, he even had an invention that went with the horse. An invention? Yes, it was an electric circuit with live wires that went under the horse's saddle to make him run faster. <laughs> well, that's unusual. Yes, but something went wrong. The horse won the race, but the jockey was electrocuted. <laughs> And now your Al has a prize fighter. Yeah. And can you imagine, Richard, he tried to get Irma and me to back him, but I refused. I said that we'd made a budget and we'd stick to it. Well, come on, Richard. We don't want to be late for the movie. Irma, honey, why don't you come with us? Uh, no, thanks, Jane. I have to wait here for Al so he can tell me how the tiger makes out. Oh, forget the tiger. You act like you had money on him. Yeah, don't I? <laughs> come on, sweetie. Come on to the movie with Richard and myself. You'll like the picture. It's the guilt of Janet Ames. Thanks, Jane. I'll stay here with the guilt of Irma Peterson. <laughs> Goodbye, Irma. Goodbye, honey. I'm sorry you're not coming with us. We'll see you later. Oh, gee, I'm so nervous. I hope Al comes back before Mrs. O'Reilly comes for the rent. Well, that must be Al now. Uh, come in, Al. Oh, it's you, Mrs. O'Reilly. Well, what can I do for you? Well, I just finished reading my horoscope. Jupiter's in direct vertigo with Saturn. And Sagittarius is just in back of Capricorn, leaving Aries near Pluto. Oh, what does all that mean? The rent is due. <laughs> oh, is it rent day already? Well, it seems only yesterday that we paid you for last month. It was yesterday, dearie. You were 30 days late. <laughs> and now if I can have me $50, I'll be going. Well, now, don't be in such a hurry, Mrs. O'Reilly. Now, come in and we'll chat a little. Well, I don't mind if I do. I've got a sort of a soft spot in my heart for you two girls. Well, uh, what's new, Mrs. O'Reilly? Well, Mrs. O'Malley had twins last night and her husband... 
Now, just a minute there. You're getting me off the subject. Oh, I wouldn't think of doing that. Uh, were they happy having twins? Indeed not. They got too many mouths to feed as it is. Oh, really, Mrs. O'Reilly? Uh, how many children do they have? Oh, now, let me see. There's Timothy, Patrick, Terrence, and Dennis. Care for some tea? Uh, yes, thank you. Robert, Thomas, Michael, and little Danny. You'll go with the tea? Uh, yes, and a bit of lemon. And then there was little Joseph, Phoebe, Kevin, and Philip. She has quite a large family. And uh, then there's the girls. <laughs> There's Mary and Maggie and Patty. Those are the twins. They were all born under the sign of Capricorn. Oh, what's the sign of Capricorn mean? Oh, that's the horn of plenty. Mm. <laughs> well, um, if you'll just give me the rent, I'll be on my way. Well, uh, Mrs. O'Reilly, there's a... Uh... There's something on my unconscious that I must get off. I I gave the rent money to my boyfriend, Al, to bet on the Tiger a prize fighter. Now, did you now? So, could you please wait until after the fight for your money? Oh, now, wait a minute. Why should I be waiting for me money when you've got a wallet chuck full of money lying on the table there? Wallet? Money? Oh, gee, gosh, Mr. Rylander must have forgotten it. Well, now, isn't that convenient? Now, let me see. He has here, let's see, ten, twenty... Oh, $150. Now, if you'll just allow me to take $50 out of the wallet, we'll call the rent settled. Oh, stop, Mrs. O'Reilly. The, the money doesn't belong to me. Oh, come now, dear. You're merely letting me borrow the money until after the fight. But, but that's stealing. Well, not if you put it back. Now, don't worry. Just say to yourself, I'm not a criminal. I'm not a criminal. I'm not a criminal. I'm not a criminal. Fine. You just keep saying that. And thanks for the rent. Goodbye, dearie. I'm not a criminal. I'm not a criminal. Oh, but I am a criminal because it wasn't my money. It was Richard's wallet. Gosh, I'm sorry I let Mrs. O'Reilly take the money. It wasn't honest. Gee, I'm a criminal. I'm a criminal. Hi, Irma. Jane, I'm not a criminal. I'm not a criminal. <laughs> Irma, what are you mumbling about? Oh, nothing. Uh, hello, Jane and Richard. Uh, what are you doing back here? Well, Irma, the funniest thing happened when I went up to the box office to pay for the tickets... I found I didn't have, have any... any money. How did you know? Oh, Al always pulls that one on me. <laughs> Irma, darling, what Richard means is that he might have left his wallet here in the apartment. Did you happen to see it? I'm not a criminal. I'm not a criminal. No one's accusing you, honey. I just want to know if you saw the wallet. Well, Jane, let's forget about it. If Irma didn't see it, maybe I didn't leave it here after all. Well, all right. Irma, if you should run across it, huh, let me describe it to you. It was a brown pigskin wallet with the name Richard Rhinelander on it. R-I-C-H-A-R-D-R-H-I... Oh, you don't have to spell in front of me. I'm old enough to understand things now. <laughs> well, Irma, you didn't see it, did you? Irma? Why don't you answer, Richard? Did you see it? Irma, this is ridiculous. Answer yes or no. And our friendship depends on it. Yes. Yes what? Uh, that's my answer. You just fill in the question. <laughs> Please, Jane, maybe... Now, you I... let me handle this, Richard. Irma, did you see Richard's wallet? I, um... Uh... Oh, come in. Hiya, folks. Hello there, chicken. Oh, Al, how was the fight? Did the tiger win? Uh, no, chicken. But you'd have been proud of him. He established a new world's record. Three and a half seconds of the first round. <laughs> you, you mean he was knocked out in three and a half seconds? No, he was back in the shower. 
Well, I'm sorry to hear that. You're sorry. Uh, getting back to our little discussion, Irma, I'd like to find out what happened. Well, I'll uh, be with you in a minute, Jane. I want to see Al in private first. Uh, oh, would you excuse me? Uh, come on, Al. What's up, chicken? Al, promise me you'll write to me. And wait for me. Well, what do you mean? What are you talking about? Well, Al, after I gave you the money, Richard left his wallet here and I took $50 from it to replace the rent money that I gave you to bet on the tiger. So? So, Jane and Richard are back looking for his wallet and I have it here and I have to give it to him and they'll find the money missing. Oh, Al, I'm a criminal. I'm a criminal. Oh, honey, you're not a criminal. No, I tried saying that. It doesn't work. <laughs> Look, honey, if that's all you're worrying about, forget it. Your Al will always take care of his little Irma. Here's the $50 to put back in the wallet, and here's 10 more for your share of the winning. But, Al, where'd you get the money the tiger lost? Well, what do you think? I bet him to win? <laughs> I bet against the bum. But, Al, how could you be so sure he'd lose? Kid, a guy don't win who hasn't eaten for three days <laughs> and runs around the block twice just before the fight. And don't have no talent to start with. Gee, Al, you're a genius. Uh, Mr. Rhinelander, uh, did your uh, wallet have a zipper on it? Yes. Irma, if you're going to say leave your name and address, and if anything turns up, we'll write to you. I just don't know what I'll do. <laughs> no, I just want to know if Richard's wallet has a zipper on it. Well, yes, it does. Uh, then this one must be yours. Here it is. Oh, yes, that's mine, Irma, but... What Irma, the... why didn't you give it to him before? Well, you didn't say anything about a zipper, and you have to be plenty careful these days. <laughs> why, that's odd. What's the matter, Richard? Well, Jane, I had $150 in my wallet, and now I have 160 <laughs> Where did that extra $10 bill come from? Well, don't you get interest on all your loans? <laughs> Left to go to the movie, the four of us. And all through the picture, I kept thinking, what is the connection between Richard's wallet and Irma? So, when we got home that night and were drinking our chocolate before going to bed, I said, Irma, what about Richard's wallet? And Irma said, I'm not a criminal, I'm not a criminal. <laughs> well, that's my friend Irma. <laughs> My Friend Irma was written and directed by Cy Howard. How would you like to sign up for security for a ticket to the kind of tomorrow you've always dreamed about? You can do that if you invest your money today in United States savings bonds. Money saved today in savings bonds will bring you a return of $4 for every $3 you invest when the bonds mature in 10 years. Buy United States Savings Bonds and enjoy the tomorrow you've been dreaming about. Remember, next week, instead of dialing your telephone to listen to your best friend, dial your radio to this same Columbia station, same time to listen to... My friend, Irma. Starring Marie Wilson as Irma and Kathy Lewis as Jane... John Brown is Al and George Neese is Richard Rhinelander.
This is CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System. Well, guys, that does it for Miss Murray Wilson and Kathy Lewis in the CBS comedy show, My Friend Irma. I hope you guys have enjoyed the show for the month of, for the first episode for the month of October as we bring you Spooktober. Join us this coming Tuesday as we welcome to the show the Lights Out program and two episodes from the Murder at Midnight episode. And the title of that episode is going to be called The Dead Get Their Revenge. I hope you guys had a great weekend. And I hope you guys will continue to support me by subscribing and listening to my podcast. Thank you to everyone who was very patient with me as... I unfortunately kept you guys in the dark, and once again, I would like to sincerely apologize, and if you're new, welcome to the show. Please go back and listen to the first episode of Mr. Orson Wells, but if you have stuck with the podcast since the first episode, I want to say a big thank you. I really do appreciate it, guys. I'm now available on your favorite podcast platforms such as Spotify, Google, Apple, CastBox, Overcast, and wherever else you get your podcasts. I am now also available on your Alexa device. Just say, hey Alexa, I would like to listen to the Mystery and Old Time Radio podcast and that should pull my podcast right up. I hope you guys have a great night, and once again, guys, thanks.